the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Mark and Alan Salem, Andy and uh, my wife and my granddaughter Josie have decided to go shopping. Junkin. Junkin. Oh, that's right. It is junkin. It's just flat out junkin. They go garage sales and all that kind of stuff. Nevertheless, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. And while you call in, we got five lines, so it's not like you're the only one, but you can call 602-508-0960. Harker's Automotive is at 38th Avenue and Indian School. It's a really great shop. Bob runs the shop, and his wife, Ellen, runs the front. But Bob, between Bob and Jeremy, it's probably one of the best duos in the entire valley if there's 10 shops that have two guys that are just smarter than heck and they have a wide range of experience then certainly harkers is one of those guys jeremy and bob can do amazing things tell you a real quick story so a guy brings a bmw and says it's blowing water out of the vents so when he turns on the air conditioning it blows mist of water and and water he can feel so the estimate from some other shop was thousand dollars or more so he called me and I said, we just take it over to Harker and just let him look at it. So inside, underneath the glove box and behind the glove box on virtually every car is a cavern where the condenser or the evaporator for the air conditioning sweats. Well, the water is supposed to fall outside the car. There's a drain there. So they put it up in the air and it's full of water. So they stick a screwdriver up through the drain and all of a sudden they're completely covered with water. So they know the drain is plugged. And they also know that they got to kind of clean it out a little bit. So oftentimes we'll take a something that blows a lot of air and we'll close off all the vents and we'll blow into the vent instead of coming out. And then that way we're blowing into this box and we're cleaning out. So they take the vent off, which makes the hole a little bit bigger, and they fix it. And I think the bill was less than 200 So it's it's that kind of shops that I put in front of you. And Harker's, that's an example of Harker's exactly what they did for a customer that they had never met before. So it it really doesn't have any difference on how most of us, well, how the shops, the best car repair shops in Phoenix. I don't know anybody who charges a newbie more than an oldbie. It's true that we're probably going to extend courtesies to someone that's been doing business with us for 20 years that we may not uh, extend to the person um, who's there, you know, for the first time. But when I talk about courtesies, I'm talking about minimal stuff. So 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and we have a caller. That would be Gail. Gail, good morning. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. I've got a 1998 Chevy S10 with a 4.3 V6. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, it doesn't happen all the time, when I start the car up, it lurches forward. 
Sometimes it's, yeah, I mean, on, on an incline, other times I'm just flat on the ground. So it lurches forward and feels almost like the engine is jumping up, and it'll actually move forward, and then it's like it drops back into parking. Okay, so let me get this straight. You're in park, your foot's on the brake, and you start it up. Correct. And the, and the car kind of lurches forward an inch, five inches, ten inches? It, it may, it's probably more like an inch, but it just feels like everything is jumping up off the engine mount. Okay. That that wouldn't have anything to do with it. All those engine mounts could be bad, and it wouldn't be what you're talking about. The symptoms of, of bad engine mounts are completely different than what we're describing right now. So let me ask you another question, because you did say something about a slope. Does it is there a difference between flat ground, startup, nose of the vehicle down, or the butt down? I'm I'm showing three different situations here. Does it happen in all three of them? only when the usually when the butt is up okay okay i'm sorry butt is butt is down head okay heads up i'm not quite sure i'd worry about that i can't answer your question but i'm not sure i worry about that when we have a car that's not level and we go to start it there's we have to somehow or another disengage the transmission either to a drive or to park and that's always going to be a rough transition because the load of the car, if the butt's down and we put it in drive, then we got to take up a little bit of slack before we start moving the vehicle. So if you had bad motor mounts, you'd have a clunk on a hard acceleration. If you had bad motor mounts, then you'd have a vibration through the seat of your pants or a vibration through the steering wheel that would go away when you put it in neutral. Ah, uh, okay. And so Not if you... Bad. You don't have the vibration in reverse, you're idling, your foot's on the brake, no. and you put it in reverse, flat ground, put it in reverse, then you put it in drive, and there's no vibration. You don't have bad mounts. Okay. All righty. All right. Got it. Thank you, Mark. You bet you. Good luck to you, Gail. Thank you. Okay. We got a, a what would you call that? A surge? A startup no, surge? No, I would say, oh, uh, I don't know, maybe a hick, uh, Lunge? Yeah, that one. Yeah, lunge is fine because we always write this down because if somebody calls back, we can identify who they are. Okay, we got another caller, Gil. That would be Glenn. Glenn, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Um, I've got a 2013 Dodge uh, crew cab pickup. It's a two-wheel drive, and I've got I've got a pinging when I change when I'm shifting into gear or changing directions, and I thought it was a U joint. And um, I actually had it in the shop eight months ago, and they replaced a ring and pinion in the rear end. And they checked it out, said the U-joints were all good. And um, they're not sure whether where the sound is coming from. And um, Do you I don't still have concerns this, me. Do you still have the same noise you had after a ring and pinion? Yes, yeah, yeah. In fact, it was happening before the... the I, I heard it when the ring gear popped, you know, but it was, I was having that same sound before the ring gear popped. So, but I'm, what, what, why did they replace the ring gear? To fix the symptoms you're talking about? No, 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 no. Um, I had, uh, I, I, I uh, evidently the pinion, the shims had gone out of the pinion and the pinion had shifted and it blew the teeth off the ring gear. Okay. And okay. Uh, so I had it in for that. But at the same time I had it in, I told him I had I'd been having that sound of that pinging sound, like sound like a U joint flopping in there, you know. Yeah. And um, they checked it out and said no, it uh, it was fine. And um, 
actually they made I guess they said maybe the um, the end of the drive shaft where it goes into the transmission that those gears maybe were a little bad were a little loose at 213,000 miles and that maybe uh, that sound was transmitting through the aluminum drive shaft. But describe this noise again. describe this noise again. You said a pinging noise. Yeah, it's it's a it's a ping. It, it's a metallic ping. So, like somebody hits your drive shaft with a hammer. Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. So, when, and and you get in and you start it up and you're in park. The noise isn't there. Right. You put it in reverse your drive, and then you have the noise. And it's not consistent, but it's forty uh, percent of the time when you change direction shifting. And usually not starting out probably, but if you've been driving and I'm going from drive to reverse or reverse to drive, you know, make it a J turn or something, and and that's when you hear it's make changing directions in the transmission. Okay, I'd have to hear it. Yeah, it's just it's well. Let's let me let me let's talk about all the options here. Was this a noise you had before the differential was rebuilt? Yes. Yes. Okay, and it's the same noise after the differential was rebuilt. Yes. Okay. The reason I ask you that is, is, is because the slop in the ring and pinion could be causing that ding. And so I needed to make sure that this wasn't why they replaced the ring and pinion, but you had the noise before and you had it after. The only b- way that I let my guys check U-joints is pull the damn shaft. We can all look at the U-joints and we can shake the drive shaft and we can do all that magic crap that we were taught by the old guys but that doesn't guarantee anything. So you got to take the shaft off. You got to put it on your workbench, and you got to take that U joint and go north and south and east and west. You'll feel it if it's bad. Now another thing huh. you could do if you wanted to. This is dangerous, so you, obviously you have to be sure. Um, get your wife to lay underneath the truck, and you 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 get inside. Get your son or whatever. Get your neighbor. You just got to make sure you don't run over him. But what you're going to do is you're going to start it up, and you're going to go from reverse, ding, and go to drive, ding. The person underneath, if I was underneath and Alan was in the driver's compartment, I'd be touching the drive shaft on the back. And that's not going to spin because you've got your foot on the brake. So all you're right. doing is reverse, neutral, drive, neutral, reverse. So I'm going to touch the drive shaft on both ends. I'm also going to look to see if there's any excessive you know, turn on drive and then turn on reverse. But I really think that this isn't going to be that tough. Now, the only other thing could be is you got the idle too high. So if it, the idle is up high because the thermostat's gone, so the engine thinks the engine's cold, uh, the cooling system's cold, so the engine brings up the RPM because you took the thermostat out because you, didn't, you thought it was running too hot, all of a sudden we're shifting from reverse to drive at 400 RPMs than we normally would, and that will cause that noise. Huh, okay, well, that makes a little sense, too, yeah. But yeah, how about this? I, uh, Do you have a vibration at 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 miles an hour? Not at all. It's smooth as can be. Okay, then it's then it's not anything in the drive shaft of, sub, of significance. Um, I would okay. think that you want to check the idle, and in drive you should be around six between six and 700 RPM. Hmm. Okay, well, maybe I'll get the, get that checked then, so... Okay. Yeah, and, and I'm not too worried about the rear end work because the shop, it was up in Idaho, but the shop that did it, um, they're a very competent shop, and they did have the drive line out because they were working on the rear end also. And, okay. And um, so I, I kind of have faith in them, but um, I, I just 
they didn't have a clue and they drove it afterwards and they said they actually heard it and um but, but you drove uh, all the way from there to here oh yeah yeah okay yeah well this isn't anything that's substantial and no it's been going on for a year so okay it well, the reason i i didn't want to disparage your shop but i just here's what i hear a lot I took it in, and they said that the ring and pinion's bad, and I had this noise. They did eleven, twelve, fourteen hundred dollars worth of ring and pinion. Then I still got the noise. How do you handle yeah. that? You know what I mean? Right. So I ask you in a nice way, and you clarify sure. I had it before and after. So it's just that's the embarrassing part. We had a customer come in the other day that had spent $800 to take care of a noise, and she still had the noise. And hmm. so I'm wondering, why don't you take it back to the guys who took your $800? And she says, no, I just take don't. another 800 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, that's why you always ask for your old parts back. So you yeah, can oh, go and back. They, and, did. They, gave, they gave me back, and the ring the, the ring was missing three teeth, and, yeah, the pinion was in bad shape. So, yeah. All right, well, that's your but, wife's fault. Anyway. She, it's yeah. because she was driving the thing, and she knocked those three teeth off. It's guaranteed. Yeah, right. So. All righty. Well, listen, thank you very much, Glenn. Thank you very much. The lines are wide open. There's five of them, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We'll be back. Hello. I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. 2020 is the year your business is going to thrive. Or will it? Resolve to use digital marketing to your advantage with the help from the pros at Salem Surround. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundphoenix.com. Surroundphoenix.com. Connecting you with new customers. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now Mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your fly. Socks go in first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. 
For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit twomen2x.org. That's twomen2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman! You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. The mechanic raised up from under my... Welcome back, everybody. Let me just push some buttons here and figure out what the heck I have to do. P, huh? P. I know. I tried, tried P, but oh, um, um, now how about we do that? There you go. I was doing. There we go. All right, twenty-one minutes after eleven o'clock. Mark Salem here with Alan Salem, and we're both at your service. Um, let me tell real quick. Talk about a really great shop, folks. In nineteen eighty-eight, I started my list of the best car repair shops in Phoenix. It's the list of today. I know every single guy who's run these shops. I know them personally. They have my cell phone. I have theirs. Action Auto at I-17 in Deer Valley, northwest corner, is no different. I've known Tom since 1983. So if you need quality workmanship, excellent, excellent customer service, a fast turnaround time, and someone who will listen and then diagnose your problem and give you an estimate, then Action Auto Repair. He does oil changes and everything else, but he's really good at this is what it's doing. Can you tell me what it is and then how much to fix it? So Action Auto, I-17 in Deer Valley, northwest corner. Let's go to the phones. Lauren, you're up first. Uh, good morning. A couple Come of quick on. questions. That that thing you were talking about with the air conditioning, I heard quite a few years ago, I'm one of these old guys as well, I heard that when you got your air conditioning on before you get home, turn the compressor off by hitting the AC switch so that the system will dry. Uh, is that possibly what you were referring to? That's that's certainly one of the old wives' tales. He, here's the deal. You're right. Um, on the low side, we're running 30, 40 pounds, and on the high side, it depends on the air moving across the grill as well as you know what the ambient temperature is. But, see, it doesn't really make any difference if you shut the compressor off manually or if you turn the key off. It, it's the same. It's absolutely the same. So if you push the button, compressor comes to a stop. You turn the key off, compressor comes to a stop. It's the same thing. So, but doesn't one, it dry? Doesn't it dry the system if you run it just with fan and no air compressor going? Um, well, if you push the button to turn off the air conditioning compressor, isn't that what you're talking about? You turn the compressor off, and who cares about the blower? No, no the blower's still blowing, but it's not blowing cold air. And the theory behind it is that it's drying out the system. The reason I ask is I got a brand new 2019 Ford Edge. And just recently, and I'm going to be taken in under warranty, when I turn the compressor off, if I don't need the compressor on, and just have the fan going, I'm getting a real, uh, not a musty smell, but a, a putrid smell coming out of the air conditioning system. Okay. What you're talking about is, is on a humid time frame in Phoenix weather, we're going to have the condenser, which is behind the glove box, swept. Yes, and, okay. And, and, and you're right, but you might be the first person, Alan, 
When was the last time you heard about a musty smell out of an air conditioning vent? Well, uh, not not typically. I mean, if if we get a flood car, yeah, or if we get well, something. This, this- this is like a sour smell. It's a it's a putrid sour. It's not musty. It's sour. Okay. And like are you a brand running, new car, I ordered the car. Okay. Are you running it in max or are you running it normal? Normal. Normal. Okay. Um, normal is taking outside air, or actually inside air, and and, and we you're getting air from the outside. So if you're smelling something, it's coming from the outside. But maximum we recirculate like air conditioning at your house. But normal is a swamp cooler outside air come in and we cool it now if you've got a putrid smell and you think that you're growing mold on the condenser behind the glove box then all you do is is don't go to maximum anymore run normal in your air conditioning don't go to maximum that'll dry out the evaporator case and put you back where you want to be how many miles you got on this thing okay oh it's six thousand miles car is new it just started this i mean have you have no miles have you just in just out of curiosity inspected the cabin air filter no, not yet because it's new. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I, I, I get you. I just didn't know if that and, was. And, 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 and it's only and, and it's only occasional. It doesn't always do it, and it only does it when I turn the air conditioning, turn, push the switch off, the light goes off, and it's just outside air because I don't need the air on. I just want a little bit of circulation air. Sure, you'll get this putrid, sour smell coming through the cabin, real, real distinctive. Like okay, it, it hits you like like a brick wall. Huh. All right. It, it, the only thing I can tell you is I don't think I'd take that in right now. I'd wait till I got 10,000 miles on it or so. You can call up the okay. service writer and tell him, hey, make a notation that I've got this putrid smell, but I'm going to see. Okay. Because we don't have any idea if we're getting a smell off in a condenser or the evaporator that's brand new right. or the box it sits in or whatever. We've got a lot of possibilities. And as long as oh, it blows okay. cold. but. But for the time being, if you think you're too wet in the evaporator case, then just run outside air, and that'll dry it up, and you'll be fine. So, yeah, all righty. Okay. Do you, do you have my, something else? La- what, what, one last question. Is it worth rotating tires, or is this just another way of shop making money? What's, is the benefit of rotating tires? Oh, that's easy. If you don't rotate your tires, your front ones will wear out at halfway of the back. Now, the front tires also wear on the outer edge because you turn right and you turn left, and we lean the tire out. So you're going to wear the outside edges of both front tires. We need to give those a break. So we put them on the back. We put the backs on the front. The bracks are square. Their tread is square. So now we're going to start wearing that outside edge. The people that, let's pretend that the tires are going to last 40,000 miles. People that don't rotate them need fronts at 20. Virtually always. And I'm using round numbers here. But, no, you have to rotate the tires. Besides that, here's the deal. The guys should check the brakes. They should check the DOT to make sure the tire's not 10 years old. They should look for nails and stuff like that. And and then they're going to check the inflation. That's what a tire rotation is. Those are all good things. Those are all good things. Okay. All righty? Perfect. That's all I okay. need to know. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Ed, how can we help you? Well, I have an oil pressure issue. I have a, a 2004 Chevrolet truck with a 6.0 motor. And when I start it first thing in the morning, I have about 20 pounds of oil pressure. Then as the truck warms up, it's the operating temperature, it goes up to over 40. Okay. So that's always, that's always kind of contrary to what I thought, you know, that higher high oil pressure when it's cold and then it thins out and you drop your foot. Mine's kind of doing the opposite. How many miles are on it? 230,000. And what oil are you running? What weight? 
Um, I think it's 5.30 or 10.30. It's whatever okay. the truck is supposed to have. Okay, I, I don't think I'd worry about that. I agree that normally we have more oil pressure when it's cold and, and then we lose a little, but your 20 to 40 pounds is, is within the okay range. There's no question about it. It's okay. Now, if the oil's real thick, then we can bypass the filter, and that could change the oil pressure. But you got oil pressure. Forget. And another thing else is we also have an oil pressure switch that may give you a different reading, hot and cold, and we can also have a gauge issue that might be out of whack or out of spec. But if it's 20 in the morning and you're not rattling, and then it goes to 40, uh, you know, you and I can go to Washington, D.C., and I won't take my AAA card. So I, there's, I think those okay. are notorious. I think those are notorious. I'm trying to figure out how that would um, do it for the oil ring, uh, the oil oil pump uh, pickup tube uh, O-ring uh-huh, going uh-huh. bad on those. I'm trying to figure out if it, how that would how that would affect the uh, the the oil pressure without going you know starting and then going lower when it's not picking up oil pressure. The O-ring's above the the, the level of the oil, so it's yeah. going to suck air. Yeah. And and then if you drive it and you shake the vehicle, you'll see the go up and down, yeah, up and down, yeah, because yeah. the O-ring's above the level of the oil. Right. Now, to diagnose that, do you know how to diagnose it? Uh, not offhand. Okay. You just overfill the crankcase and go drive it. Get the, the O-ring, get the O-ring underneath oil. Then all of a sudden, boom, everything's okay. Then you drain the oil, and you got to pull the pan and do the O-ring. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But, you, gotcha, but yeah. you're right about that. So really and truly, Ed, I wouldn't be dealing with that. I wouldn't lose any sleep with that at all. I think you're just fine. Okay. All right? Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate the help. Uh-huh. And um, I have another caller, which is Lee. But, Lee, I can't get you because I'm, I'm 20 seconds away from my 30 break. So if you just stay right there, you're first, I promise. Anybody else, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Alan Salem, my son, Mark Salem, we've both been in the business for a very, very long time. I'm an ASC master, and he is ASC certified. So 602-508-0960. This is 960 The Patriot, KKNT. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. You know how to turn your marketing budget from an expense into an investment? Go digital. Want to put your unique message in front of your ideal customers already in the market for your products or service? Go digital. Salem Surround will put the right message in front of the right prospects at the right time and turn prospects into customers. Call Salem Surround today at 602-707-1011. That's 602-707-1011 and go digital. You need a plan as you get closer to retirement. A plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. 
The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Klot. I hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I don't want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PBA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, mentor a kid who needs someone on their side, volunteer to read to children, make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. Path to success or failure starts long before graduation day, and the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader, tutor or mentor, give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. All about that demon automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels in reserve. Well, welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of. Um Shoot, i got to push right the buttons. Okay, let's start again. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and I'll turn off my speaker so there's no back feed on that. And we promised Lee we'd get to him. Lee, go ahead. How can we help you? Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, I talked to you the other day about people with motorhome tires and air. Anyways, the guy with the drive shaft ring. Uh-huh. I had a friend of mine back in the day with Peter built, and he had a ring in his drive shaft, and we could never figure out what it was. It turned out the dry shaft had a minute crack in it, and every time, you know, you change direction, you know, dry, uh, forward to reverse or whatever, it would go ding, and it sounded like a bell. And it was his. It turned out they took his dry shaft out and inspected the heck out of it, and found a crack in it. So but you're anyway. right. You're you're you're. I can see exactly. Now here's I'm thinking out loud. I'm not saying I'm right. If you went and put the drive shaft on the bench and you took a ball-peen hammer and you just started at one end and you did the 12 o'clock and then you rotated it a quarter turn and you hit it again, I wonder if there would be a difference in the sound as you lightly tap that drive shaft as you got close to the crack. That's kind of well, how... It might be. Yeah. You know, it would be like a, a high-pressure gas cylinder. We always ring test them. 
Okay. And I hit them with something, and they go ding. And if it's got a crack in it, it goes duh. You know, yeah. it's dull sound. You can so tell these. But I remember his drive shaft. Uh, you could actually, when you really looked at it and cleaned it up, you could actually see the little crack in it. Yeah, yeah. How old are you? Did he say me? Yeah. Uh, I'm way older than you are. I'm 73. Well, and the reason I ask you is because I wanted to pay you a compliment. Um, you, you clearly have been around the block a couple of times. You no, clearly yeah. use <laughs> the words that we understand and that we use ourselves. So y you have become part of Mark's posse of gray-haired guys that know a little bit more about cars than the younger guys that have just graduated high school. So that's uh, cars, that's what I cars what and I, cars and big trucks and uh, <laughs> and uh, expensive ass motorhomes. <laughs> All right, I'm going to tell you my big truck story. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. I, I've got a Volvo with a 13 liter, 11 liter, something. And um, so I said to my son, you know, I, this thing's really really quiet. So I need you to kind of give me a little bit more noise. So he says, okay, uh, Dad. Okay, I take the I, I I'm taking a big trailer with a with a tractor on it, and I'm going to go to Payson. And we aren't even out of town, and my wife is madder than hell, and she says this thing is way too loud. And I say, okay, honey, when I get back, I'll talk to Alan. So we we get up to Slate Creek Hill at the top of Mount Ord, and on the way down, I hit the Jake brake, and I mean to tell you, she went crazy. And so I had to downshift and just kind of go down easy because I couldn't use the J-Craig. So I come back and I say to Alan, listen, whatever you did is not going to work. We need to go to plan B. So he says, okay, okay. So then he gives me something, goes, Dad, this is in the middle between where we started and where we ended up. And I said, okay, it is perfect. It's absolutely perfect. So I say to him, tell me what you did. And he goes, well, on your old muffler, we just hogged it out. <laughs> and it was straight oh, through. <laughs> No, 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 no. That's wrong. Yeah, and and so I I said to him, you know, I wish you would have talked to me before we did that. But I, that's the first time I really understood what kind of noise that thing can make with a Jake break on. Well, the thing is, it's uh, you know, it, it depends on the size of this. Uh, you know, guys that back in my day were Hot Rod and Peter Belts and Kenworth and. It depends on the diameter of the pipe. Uh, if you five inches, still got, yeah, you probably had five inch uh, yeah. pipes on yours, and the amount some it's weird the amount of flow going through them uh, for that little pipe it makes a heck of a racket. And yeah, I can understand. I had a buddy of mine at a V twelve Detroit with small stacks like that, and you couldn't stand next to the thing, you know, but. <laughs> You take, you know, like you take a C15 uh, Caterpillar and put seven-inch stacks on it straight through, mm -hmm. you know, twin stacks, and it has a beautiful tone to it. You don't get any of that rattle and clackle sound, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but, You're right. You know, hey, don't, uh, you know, blow I black smoking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I took the uh, sleeper out of the back. illegal. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say illegal on this show, okay? Just stop that. 
I took the sleeper out of the back, and then I made a. I had a motorhome place put a wraparound thing with seat belts for my grandsons and stuff. Now they loved it, but my wife, oh, yeah. who was sitting up, uh, you know, in the shotgun seat, uh, she made it really clear that she's not driving in that truck anymore. But nevertheless, thank you for calling. Thank you very much. Um, so when we now have that was Lee, right? Right, Gil. Okay. All right. We got Kenneth. Kenneth, you stay there. We'll get you right on the other side of this. Mark Levin believes the media has it backwards. This is the party, this is the media that we're dealing with today that has absolutely, truly, no soul, no heart when it comes to this mass murder and what he did to so many people, including Americans and American soldiers, the Soleimani, that they are attacking the President of the United States, who's a hero. Mark Levin, weeknights at 9 on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. What is really going on in the real estate market? This is a question we get almost every day. This is Phil and Josh, hosts of Arizona Real Estate Matters, which airs every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 The Patriot. This isn't some one-hour real estate infomercial. Arizona Real Estate Matters covers what is happening today in our real estate market. We discuss the current and ever-changing real estate facts and statistics that affect the largest purchase that you'll probably ever make. So for the most up-to-date real estate information affecting the real estate market today, tune in to Arizona Real Estate Matters every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 The Patriot. Hi there. I'm here for my flu shot, and I heard there's an option for people 65 and older. There is, but you actually have to be 65. Very flattering. Thanks. I'm Judith Light. You know who I am, right? I just turned 65, and I know your immune system gets weaker with age, and I don't want to miss a day of work or risk spreading the flu to other people. I don't think we've met before, but what I do know is you can't be 65. Okay. What if I said I only have one life to live and I need protection against the flu? Nope. No. How about who's the boss of my health? I am. Flu season is here, and people 65 and older need to ask about the vaccine made specifically for their age. Flu vaccination is especially important for people with chronic conditions like diabetes and heart disease, which can worsen with the flu. I'm so sorry about that. I thought you were like 35. Don't apologize. Visit the National Council on Aging at ncoa.org slash flu to learn more and talk to your doctor about vaccine options for people 65 and older. Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma, the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30. Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does. Tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself. I got the job. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. It only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. I'm more resourceful than I thought. My suit can still make an impression. 
My video games are still game changers. And my lamp can bring others a bright future. Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Now my stuff gets a second chance. And will give someone in my community a second chance too. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. That's Goodwill.org. This message brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. Patriot App Tip number six. Find the latest articles from Town Hall, Hot Air, or even the most recent posts from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and more, all on the Patriot App News Feed. Download the Patriot App at your App Store today. Well, welcome back, everybody. 43 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Real quick, let me tell you, we have a best car repair shops list that has been on since 1988. You can apply... But you have to hit all the markers. So the filter eliminates probably half or even more of the people that apply. But it's not that they can't later do that. It's just that they're missing years of service and stuff like that, ASC certified technicians. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. That family, Thompson's and Vivian's, have been in the business in Mesa since mid-60s. Brian and Thelma, from those two different families, they've been around cars, they've been around gas stations, they've been around car repair for a very, very long time. So Thompson's Auto Repair is the only shop in Mesa that Mark Salem says is a good shop and promises you it's a good shop. They're on Main Street just east of Stapley, and once you meet Brian and Thelma, you'll understand why I like them as much as I do. Let's go to the phone. Kenneth, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Okay, thank you. Uh, I have a... uh 2006 Grand Marquis that I just purchased from a private owner. And uh, I noticed when I fill the gas tank, uh, when it comes empty, I fill it, and then the uh, gauge still shows empty on the thing. And then uh, and eventually it works up to full again, but no problem. And the uh, last time I filled it, which was last week, it was on empty. And I filled it up, and uh, and it still shows empty. And then pretty soon the light comes on and says it's empty, and and it's just kind of stayed there the last week or so. So, okay, it's it sounds like to me there's a there's a there's a a float in the tank with a long arm, and the uh-huh. arm goes to a rheostat, and so as the arm goes up and down, the other end of the arm hits these piano keys, so to speak. And uh, that's what gives you your level. I'm thinking that it's not a bad connection because it's definitely tied to where the fuel level is actually at. If it was an intermittent problem, it had happened from low to middle to high and everything in between. So the only fix on this, I'm going to guess, is drop the tank and replace what we call the sending unit. Now, inside that tank, how many miles are on the car? 83,000. Okay. If you've never done the electric fuel pump, then you get two jobs for the price of one. So if, and I'm pretty sure your 06 is fuel injected and the fuel pump's in the tank. So when you go in, you do the sending unit and the fuel tank, and you've hit a home run because you don't do them separately. So if you've got, let's say, $300 to go in there, well, you only get 300 one time, and you do both things. My suggestion to you was because of the age of the car, 06, not necessarily because of the mileage, if you're going to go into the tank, do both the pump and the sending unit. Now, i got one other thing for you. Go to a Chevron station and buy a bottle of Tecron, okay? 
and put it into your fuel tank. And when you drive it, kind of shake the car around and stop abruptly and take off abruptly. And I want you to mix that. Sometimes there'll be a green moss kind of stuff, like if you don't brush your teeth for a week. And that Tecron will clean up those piano keys, and all of a sudden it'll work. Okay. Try it. You have nothing to lose but six bucks. It's called what, Tecron? Tecron. Okay. T-E-C-H. More question? Yes, you can. Okay. Uh, I was on my way to California recently, and I had called to get a oil change from you folks, and your lovely daughter said they were booked up, and I was leaving the next morning, so they couldn't they couldn't handle it. And uh, I guess it was your lovely daughter. How many lovely uh-huh. daughters do you have? Uh, I've got I've got one that answers the phone. Actually, uh, I, I have two the, daughters, but I that's the one, and they couldn't handle it, so. I went over here locally because a sticker says it was due for a change, and I used a blended, it showed blended on there. Now, this guy told me that uh, he has two prices, but the coupon is $19, and I know the other one without a coupon is $24. I checked with you folks, and up to you, was going to run approximately 50s. But anyway, uh, he's, I said, well, What's the difference? You say, well, we don't have, we don't sell regular oil. Every oil change we have is a blended. Is there such? Does that make any sense to you that they yes. blend yes. without telling you? Um, I, well, this this whole oil thing is in flux. Let me explain. You have conventional oil. That's yeah, about a that's twenty right. to. Twenty to twenty-five dollar oil change. Maybe let's go do this. Twenty to thirty, so I include everybody. Okay. Yeah. Then you got a blended oil, and the blended is conventional blended with synthetic. But that's what my uses. You don't know if it's a ten ninety, or you don't know if it's a fifty fifty. Uh-huh. So no one can answer that. Now you got the synthetic that's seventy some odd dollars. Mm-hmm. But yeah. here's the deal, Kenneth. The mileage intervals to change the oil is completely different. For instance, conventional is three to five thousand miles. Semi-synthetic is five to seventy-five hundred miles, and synthetic is seventy-five hundred miles to ten. So, how many years? How many miles a year do you drive? Oh, probably eight or seven or eight. I'm ninety years old. So okay. I don't drive too much, but I, but but I suppose around uh, eight to ten. Eight to okay. ten, maybe. Now think about this. You're 8 to 10,000 miles. Why don't you change your oil once a year in April before the summertime? Uh-huh. Okay. And you can go all year long without another oil change. And, and, and I would do the same for my father. Yeah. So you're at synthetic or at the semi-synthetic or the blended oil. How often are you going in there? Two, three times a year? Well, I just got the car with synthetic. My other car was always just uh, every 3,000. But okay. what blows my mind, the sticker says... And he tells me he puts synthetic because he doesn't sell regular oil. Every oil changes with a, a blended or regular oil. Uh-huh. He put a sticker on there, 3,000 miles. And, and I says to him, I said, well, if it's blended, why don't you have 6,000 miles on there? He says, oh, it's just a good idea to keep changing your mile. You change every 3,000 no oh. matter what you got. Don't don't good you, idea for them. Don't, don't you say the name of that shop. Okay, really? don't say the name of that shop. I, no, um, I, I, I told him that was the last time I show up there. No, I say as I called, I called you folks because I just got okay. the car and I was going to bring it in, but I, I was 
the next day I was leaving for California. I understand. And, I understand. What were you going to say, Alan? No, I was just going to say he said the guy said it was a good idea to change it. Yeah, it's a good idea for them. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly what I would say. Thank you. Because that's wrong. That's wrong. We would like to see you every 3,000 miles for a $75 oil change. That would be great for us. We get to clip you both ways. But the idea is is you should tailor the, the quality of oil to the customer's driving. I can't tell you how many elderly lady and men in Ahwatukee and Mountain Park Branch to do business with me. And we've got virtually all of them on synthetic oil. Once a year, that's it. See you later. Yeah. That's it. So well, yeah, Well, your daughter said the same. They were just booked up by the time I decided I better have the yeah. oil changed before I... Took this new car on a California trip, but I understand. I understand. Well, just like if I can give you some advice, Andy is the go-to person. She usually answers the phone anyway. Just give us a couple of days' notice, and you might say, "I'd like to get in, in the morning, and I I want to wait for it." Because we like those kinds of people because we just get them in and out real quick. Yeah, now, okay. if we find something wrong, you're there. We'll walk you out and say, hey, this is something you'll need to address in the next, you know, 5,000 miles. So having the customer there during an oil change is kind of a benefit. But i got to run on, Ken. Thank you, ver- Kenneth. Thank you very much. Bobby, you're up. Hey, Mark. Um, i got a couple questions. i got a 19 Subaru Outback. And when I start it up, when it's, you know, cold in the morning, I get a pretty loud rattle from the engine for about five seconds is that normal you know i'd have to hear it but i think it's under warranty so i think to get it in writing which i think is your best you take it to the dealer and you say to them um, i want you to let it sit overnight and then i want you to start it the next morning and tell me what i'm hearing because now they have to write that down on a tech a repair order then they have to answer on the repair order now you're safe because if 10,000 miles from now, they say that it needs a new motor and it's your fault, then you say, wait a minute, I had these symptoms a long time ago and they said it was fine. So, th- and, and that's that's self-defense for car expense. So the answer is, is we need to hear it, but the guys that are going to hear it are going to not charge you for it. So the warranty kicks in at that point. So I'm not going to tell you to go to another shop because you'll have to pay for it. So just take it back to them and tell them to start it cold in the morning. Now you had a second question. Oh, yeah, I got a 13 Mustang with only 50000 on a you know, GT. Mm-hmm. And the uh, talking about the air conditioning earlier, it doesn't seem to blow as uh, cold as it used to. Is that normal with that many miles? Yeah, yeah. We, we probably we tell people a lot that three or four years you come in and let us use our electronic. Now, we're not the only ones in town that have the electronic dipstick. There's lots of shops. But bring it in. It, it's cheaper that way. Here's the thing. I'm going to take out 20 ounces of, of, of refrigerant, just clean it up, and give it back to you. I'm not going to charge you for that. So in the old days... Hey, where are you guys located? Well, where are you at? And I'll send you to a shop close by. I'm in, uh, up on, I'm in Scottsdale, up on Via Linder and Shea. Okay, go to Blackwell. Blackwell Automotive, 40th and, and Greenway. 40th and Greenway. Well, what about Blackwell. you guys? We, like to we, you, guys are. you can come. We're at Warner and I-10. The name of the shop is Salem Boys. Warner and I-10. Okay. Yep. All righty. Hey, thank you. Thanks there, a lot. Okay, Bobby, thank you very much. Talking about car shops, I'll give you two of them, and they're on kind of the other side of the world from one another, and they do different things. Auto Dynamics is a shop that's in um, Sun City. They're really, really good at what they do. I've known Chuck since 19, the late 70s. He opened this up in 1982. Um, 
Chuck is now retired, and Derek is running the shop. So if you're anywhere in Sun City, the only shop that I recommend is Automotive Dynamics. It's a homegrown kind of auto repair shop. It's on its second generation, and as it normally is, the second generation is a little better than the first and that's in my case as well. The young kids do things that I'd never thought about doing. So Auto Dynamics is on the north side of Grand Avenue, just west of 99th Avenue. Now, on the other side, up north, Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is a Better Business Bureau A-rated shop. They work on diesels. They work on their diehard diesel guys for service repair and parts. They work on both foreign and domestic, but the not the big trucks. These are what they call light duty light-duty diesel trucks. They're at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road, but what they're really, really good at is working on diesels. However, if you live up in that area and you have a Honda or a Toyota or a Chevy, Ford or Chrysler car, they'll also do some of the basic maintenance on that. So they'll do oil changes and tire rotations and stuff. They're well qualified for all of that. But it's a great diesel place. They know what they're doing. And this isn't their first rodeo, so to speak. Gil, we got anybody in the wings? We have Lenny. Lenny, good morning. How can we help you? Yeah. Hey, hey, Lenny, I need you to call back because your, your connection is just terrible. Either that or your wife's playing the drums in the background. So just call me back, 602-508-0960. But I think what he was talking about is he had a gas gauge problem where it was intermittently low or high and it was unexpected. Um, it's really easy to, what you need to do, Lenny, if that's the case, is first of all, let it get as low as you can as with respect to fuel and kind of notice where the gauge is at, then fill it up and see where the gauge is at. A lot of people say it only goes to three-quarter, or it only goes to half, even though it's full. That really helps the repair shop, and that's going to cut down the diagnostic costs associated with that if you can at least do that. Another thing you can do, if you have a 20-gallon tank, fill it up and run it down to about 15 gallons based on your mile per gallon, and then it should be in the appropriate spot. So a 20-gallon fill-up at 10, it ought to be half. Help us with that, and that will help us out altogether. My son, Alan Salem, is sitting here next to me. If you have a question about a diesel truck, a performance item, a lift, lower, tires, wheels, he does the happy work, we call. That's right. And, uh, and so electric uh, steps, you do yep. those as well? Tell yep. me what else you do. Uh, anything. Lots of, lots of diesels. Okay. Um, lifts, wheels, tires. I mean, it, you know. And I see sand buggies back there. I see Jeeps back there. Yeah. I see um, quads back there. I see all those kinds of stuff. So we can help you out. We can guide you. All you do is call Alan at Salem Boys, and he'll help you out the best you can. My name is Mark Salem. I've been around for, uh, well, since 1979 working on cars. I'm an ASC Master Tech. And I'm here every Saturday um, between 10 and noon, and we're talking about cars. My email address is mark at salemboysauto.com. Mark at salemboysauto.com. And I answer all the questions, and if you leave me a phone number, I'll do my best to call you back. That's quicker sometime. So I'm Mark Salem. He's Alan Salem. Thank you for spending your Saturday with me. Mark at salemboysauto.com.